Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Podswoggle, a wrestling podcast with entertainment, and welcome to part two of our 2019 Swoggy Award nominees. If you didn't get a chance, go back and listen to part one to hear all the other nominees from all the other categories we've already covered, and make sure you're voting uh, all over social media, and of course, in the comments on this podcast. Without any further ado, let's take it away. All right, how about how about a best promo, huh? <laughs> uh, yes! I... <laughs> we're saving it for last no one fucking say it saving that for last uh, yeah. uh till then till then uh, i i have one that uh, looks like i'm uh, on an island here but i'll i'll say it cody's silver spoon promo yep. uh i thought it was fucking killer and he knocked it out of the park he did exactly what he needed to do for that match I didn't have that written down. That's a travesty. That's the that's the real answer, by the way. <laughs> like, that was a great, that's an amazing promo. Like literally, I've been the biggest critic of his, but yeah, he knocked it out of the park with that. Um, Spencer's is the same as Witten's, which was brought up earlier in a previous category for something completely different. Witten, knock us out. Moxley's paradigm shift promo, just just for the first line alone. When I die, people will come to my funeral to make sure I stay dead. But today is not that day. Like, just the first line right there. I'm just like, mmm. Such a good promo. You waited yeah, seven definitely... years to say something like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Definitely gave you the fucking vibes that I know Mullet and I had when we were fucking looking up Moxley promos in the back of fucking bread factories and Marching shit. Lots. That aren't uh, him doing Dusty Rhodes impressions as break a uh, point break. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, let's see, Augie. Yeah, I, I for lack of a better term, I think it's called the Chris Jericho is AEW promo, where basically oh, I think yes. he, yeah, I think it was right after it was right after he won, but he's like asking everybody for either like a thank you or apology. He's like all going through the whole thing and big time emotion. Fucking, that's the reason why they uh, signed him to do that. All right. I'm not sure if you're talking. I, I thought you were going to refer to. It's not a promo, but if I do like best video package, the like the Chris Jericho promo building up to the match with Cody, with like Soul Train, with Virgil, and the one Sammy Guevara parodying Cody's Cody's video with Sammy Guevara says that Chris Jericho's the youngest AEW champion of all time. <laughs> that was like maybe one of the best video packages. That was the same night as the Cody promo, I think. Like one of the best video packages yes, I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, and that I um, love that because like that that doesn't happen if they don't do Cody's the week before, which was just kind of right. like, okay, fine, this is just whatever, yeah. babyface, whatever. And then yeah, that that was great. Fucking. I have an honorable mention, Lynch. I have an honorable mention list, just real, real quick. Uh, sure. Vance Warner always doing great work. MJF's going to win this award way too many times, so not yeah. this year, but when I'm pointed out, they won't let Sami Zayn do anything else. So let's give him recognition here for giving chicken salad, chicken shit. 
and uh, and CM Punk's promo on Tom Arnold. I can't believe I had to say that out loud. <laughs> I feel like deep down in your bones, you always knew you'd someday say that sentence. Yeah, you're right. You took my fucking joke. <laughs> it's like, oh my kid. That was bound to happen on like MTV's Challenge 2030 or something. When Tom Arnold's 80 years old trying to take a football out of a fucking bucket of ice. Um, so just to be clear, those are all honorable mentions. You don't want them to be actually nominated? No, I just I had a little mini list. Okay. I couldn't come up with like individual moments or promos. That's just like body of work, basically. Okay. Uh, so that any. said, it doesn't matter because on three, let's just all say it together. This One, is gonna be a clusterfuck. <laughs> two, three. Look at this garbage. Piece of shit. Nobody gives a fuck about no ROH. Three. Oh, ROH, yeah, I had it. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I was hoping I watched this at least. I hope I watched this at least 10 times two weeks ago. But just look at this garbage. And then just yeet! Would it be at all possible for instead of us butchering that, for you just to insert the actual yes. audio of that? Thank you. Yes. You, you, you ain't kidding. Look at this garbage. Thank Fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I think here's so Topin I pinpointed that's not even the best part. It's the one we talk about all the time. He's so mad. Tomatonga, by the way, in case in case you're fucking dumb and don't know what we're referring to. He's so <laughs> mad, like I'm dumb. really get his words together because like he's just like realized they didn't tell him what the fuck was happening. And like he says this whole spiel and there's a good solid two second meeting goes, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wait. so God, we go, fuck y'all. Fuck me. I just is this the one that happened right after the G1 supercar when they yeah, prom- yeah. Okay, now I remember. Yep. <laughs> oh god. I I hope that gets the most votes of anything. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Every year when it's like every year in like November, I try to start making a sloggy list. And this year Literally, I got home, started a swaggy list, just wrote best promo, Tama Tonga, and it stayed there ever since. <laughs> so I've had, I've had the most research this year, just so I didn't forget that. And thankfully, it was ne- it's never going to be forgotten, because it's the death of Ring of Honor. But it's, oh, it's beautiful. I'm going to watch it as soon as I, before I go to bed. Great. Um, <clears throat> all right, best out-of-character performance, Tope. <laughs> This is dad pretending to be a wrestler. That's just great. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Love it. Oh. <laughs> Mullet. Oh. Uh, I didn't have much for this, so I, I just put Kofi on up, up, down, down, as always. Uh, yeah. Him being the champ. I mean, just... just uh, this is a late entry for me i'm gonna say but i mentioned it to rich and tope uh as shitty as the Corey graves wwe podcast is the new day one in three episodes is very good um and they're they're basically out of character for all that so just the new day in anything out of character quote unquote is amazing and then you had one more i don't remember it so just say it (laughs) uh undertaker on broken skull sessions Oh. oh another yeah um We've been waiting for what? That type of interview for how long? <laughs> been talking and about it. it. 
Yeah, it, it. I was imagining like all these crazy in-depth stories, but no, he's just a really cool, awkward dude. <laughs> and it was kind of nice to finally see him at that point where he can do that. So I hope we get more of it. I want him to just tell all the stories that everyone else has been telling him, telling about him for years. Just how much he fucking loves strip clubs. <laughs> they kind of get in. They tell. They talk about the Cypress Hill story, which is very famous. That like uh-huh. went. He went to a hotel. And the Cypress Hill guys were there. And they're like, yo, we hear you some big party. And he's like, nah, I'm just going to go to my room. And they're like, okay, really? Fine, whatever. And the story cuts to like six hours later when they're all asleep. And Undertaker's the only one sitting there still drinking. And Xbox sleeping on his shoulders. Like, <laughs> and the next day he wakes up like the worst hangover. And he's like, couldn't sell it. So he comes out and he goes, hey, boys, who's ready to start drinking, huh? <laughs> it's like, Goddamn. it's like, well, give me more of that stuff. Uh, my two, uh, first one is Moxley on Talk is Jericho. Uh, it was yeah. a very good podcast. Um, and you know, hopefully sold a, a ton of Omaha steaks. And then, uh, my last one, cause God damn it, I'm still going to count it. Don't nobody give a fuck about no bullshit ROH. I mean, I can make this fit in every category. Yes. <laughs> Best Three release of, of aggression. <laughs> Best new signing. <laughs> <laughs> to get that fucking promo. Best new show. I've watched it enough. <laughs> Best call. There you go. Yeah, true. Uh, that said, best release. This is this should be a, a interesting little category. <laughs> hey, Augie. Who's your nominee for best release? Yeah, actually, I was going to see. He, I mean, he might not feel like talking on the mic right now, but I, I, Rich, is he at your place right now? Does he want to jump on real quick so we can yeah, see what he's like? Get released. And that's the thing I love about this category is you could interpret it two different ways. Um, so, yeah, hey, he's just been literally just staring at a wall this entire time. Um, hey, Tee, do you want to get on over here? Well, T.J. Perkins is here. <laughs> hey. hey, guys. Hey, man. What you doing? How's, how's uh, life without wrestling? Oh, I'm around. I'm doing stuff. I'm wrestling. Like, playing more video games or something? No, yeah, yeah, that I think, I think I went to this Impact Company, maybe, or something. I don't remember. I know he was working for MLW, and I'll tell you why I know later. <laughs> All right, cool. I think it's time to release him from the show now. Cool. Um, <laughs> thanks. I'll, uh... So, and that's why he's the fucking best release because he Our fucking character. sucks. <laughs> so I have to share this, okay? So. Somebody asked TJP, I think he was, work, he was working for New Japan as well. He was in World Tag League, I think. Yeah, and someone's, someone asked him, like, oh, what's, like, your favorite, like, quote? And he's like, quote, always be the hardest. Oh, no, somebody asked him, like, about a famous quote. He said something stupid. And someone's like, how about always be the hardest worker in the room? Quote, at The Rock. And he goes, that goes with that question. But real was, don't say it out loud, which brings me back to the first quote, winky face. So it kind of sounded like he was, like, dissing The Rock. The Rock replies to him, crying emoji, clapping emoji. He says, yeah, that Rock fella has a big mouth. Quote, 
I've never heard of you, CJ. But I I wish you the best of luck in the wrestling biz, champ. (laughs) Oh, God. First, WWE. We meet each other at least four times. (laughs) That's awesome. Great job, Augie. Uh, Spencer and Witten uh, have the same. Witten, go ahead. We're, uh, yeah, we're thinking of the different uh, connotation for this as far as somebody who the release brings them rejuvenation, a new life, and that screams John Moxley all over it. Uh, yeah, Mullet, you also had Moxley, uh, but then you had two more, which kind of, uh, yeah, you, kind of, you were kind of playing both sides here. I do, yeah. I always like going both sides. Moxley, obviously, is the best connotation. The negative connotation, hey, Sean Spears. Uh, is still a thing, despite Tope's belief that he's not. Uh, and you know what? I think Tope's right. And also, I don't know if this counts, but again, Enzo and Casks, I don't know if they were ever signed. <laughs> so I still wrote them down. And <laughs> I think still got I think released. The they were released least... before they were signed. Yeah, that that's incredible. <laughs> The skill. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chopin. Uh guy who wanted to get fired the entire year and actually got it, Luke Harper. And I, I guess technically he wasn't released. I think he just came back from a long hiatus of injury, Kenta. So, you know. But, <laughs> but like he was just hey, I, I don't you know. were sleeping homas. Yeah, it was so weird. He just woke up from that dream, and I'm not going to make that reference. <laughs> going to make a Patrick Duffy reference on this podcast. <laughs> not got you, baby. I'm a dynasty for life. Oh, come on, Tope. You know we'd be step-by-step step with you. <laughs> and the I show. Was Dallas. That was Dallas shit. I'm just ending it. All right, fuck all the categories. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, best new signing. Uh, so a lot of people that were eligible, uh, for last year's best release. So you're going to pop up here and best new signing. Um, but also this year as well. Uh, one of which, uh, I had as well as a lot of us, uh, John Moxley, pretty good, pretty good pickup off the old waiver wire. Pretty good. <clears throat> um, I also had uh pack, um, another mm-hmm. pretty good pickup. Uh, and last one I'll say is uh, now proud and powerful, but at first LAX. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, they're they're a damn good tag team. That's all I'll say about that. Very good. Um, there was a there was a bidding war for them. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Augie. Yeah, here's another one of my wrong answers uh, based on. Tope's earlier comments, I would like to change my answer from Kenny Omega to John Moxley, but it was Kenny Omega originally. I mean, it's still, I mean, still a good signing. It's a great like, signing. Yeah. I think it's a great signing, but yeah, but like it, when Tope, when you immediately were saying overrated, I was like, fuck yeah, like that makes a lot of sense. He hasn't done shit really since he's been here. Or not here, but you know what I mean. But it, but it, it still goes to how coveted he was and... There was still a chance that apparently WWE gave him a, a blank check and was like, you tell us. And he still went that way. That's still a huge get for a, a fledging company when WWE wants him that badly. So that's yeah. still a good signing. 
Yeah. Uh, Tope. Uh, I went with, you said Moxie already, so I'll go with mm-hmm. Chris Jericho. I think yeah. he signed like when the first like week of the year and it's been the best thing that they've done. The most important sign in my opinion. And Mullet, you have a, a couple pretty good ones as well. They're they're very small compared to what we said, but still deserve no, recognition. Good we value. Talking about, I'll say uh, that. Yeah, we've been talking about Shane Strickland now, Isaiah Swerve Scott for many years on this podcast, and he's made the most of his opportunity so far. It's a good get for WWE, and I think he fits in their mold a lot. And a really oddball one if you watch MLW, but again they fit. Uh, the Von Eric boys uh, are just are really good. They're still green. But that name still holds a lot of weight um, in a lot of parts of the country. So if they want to, like, grow, I think they're going to be a big part of it. And that could ultimately be a good move for them. So I'll go with the Von Eric boys in MLW. Cool. And lastly, Witten. Uh, arguably one of the biggest, if not the biggest get that NXT got this year, Kushida. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I know that hurt. And that hurt. Wow, yeah. <laughs> that, was that feels like two or three years ago. <laughs> right? Because of the Back no, to the no Future gimmick. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, uh, best new show. Uh, just so we can get this out of the way and, and someone can talk to him about it. Uh, Augie, what's your nominee? Uh, well, I'm well aware that it's it, it, it's more best new show to me, but it also qualifies for best old show because it's not around anymore. Like, give me Blackcraft. Okay. All right, as long as you knew that. Oh, I knew. <laughs> okay. okay. He knew when we were there. Yeah. But that was honestly probably top three most fun I've had at a wrestling show, though. <laughs> Everyone yeah. says it was the worst goddamn show of the year. <laughs> yep. I, mean, I, I loved it. Great. It's always fun to watch train wreck. It was great when we were there. Yeah. Tope. Uh, this counts because it's two completely different shows if you actually watch both of them. NXT on USA. It is a completely different show than the network show was. For, for <laughs> me, you could, you could sit down and you, I, I could have the NXT show on the network be background. I think the USA show is can Mitch miss and shit matters. As people I've seen two days ago when this airs or, or, or last week is what's we're probably on week two at this point. <laughs> yeah. Whenever some shit's happened. <laughs> it's, it's always, it's always must see TV. Yeah. I, I, and it, like I said it after the first episode when everyone's like, man, they really shot their load on that one. I'm like, no, now they can actually fucking tell stories. Yeah. Um, and wouldn't, uh, just speaking of best new show, this, uh, I'm already putting it in my prediction for 2020. Uh, apparently, Ethan Page's show during WrestleMania is going to feature Brian Cage versus Scott Steiner in a three stages of hell match in which the first stage is a live public debate. <laughs> That's unfair. Cage is already up one nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> But going yeah, back... but the second stage is live tiger holding. <laughs> and the third stage is the who can have a better brother named Rick contest. <laughs> watch out for Rick. Watch out for Rick Cage. <laughs> um, 
But no, the it, unofficial fourth stage is a meal at Shoney's. <laughs> uh, 2019 though it's 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 uh it's dynamite it's aew dynamite, dynamite. <laughs> uh mullet you had one other you had dynamite as well but you had one other nominee yeah i i, I mean i think dynamite's that's not as close of an answer after tope's nxt on usa point but for just for something completely different nwa power is a lot of fun it's it's the perfect hard left when everything's happening the way it's going. It's old, stripped down. It's a uh, it's a nice, warm bit of nostalgia, and I've enjoyed watching what I've watched. Uh, and finally, I'll just like to go ahead and nominate wrestlers in hotels getting room service. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> just classic formula. Why mess with it? Moving on, uh, botch of the year. Uh, let's just go ahead and mullet kick us off. Uh, I got two. Uh, the really, really awkward I mentioned earlier with Bryce Trumberg is the really awkward Pac Trent botch on Dynamite. I think it was like week four or five when like Trench didn't kick out of uh, the Black Arrow and Bryce had totally stopped the count. It was really weird. Um, that's for in ring <laughs> botch. For uh, for verbal botch, Umberto Carrillo's first promo on Raw. If he had a mask on. It would be it would be good lucha things part two. It was it was awkward as fuck. And lastly, I don't remember. <laughs> Those two written down. Enzo and cast to ROH. Oh oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. yeah. I bringing it up at this point, but that's a botch. Yeah, a botch. they botched it. Boy, did they botchy that shit. Um. And Tope, you're the only other one with nominees here. Uh, so I just added a few more that I just kind of remembered, like in the moment. But first one being Undertaker versus Goldberg. <laughs> Everything that it, the, I think they just show the entire match on Botchmania because that's the only way I watch any of the <laughs> Saudi shows. So I got to watch a whole match. It was great. Um, also, Ronda Rousey and the end of WrestleMania where she didn't get pinned. <laughs> Yeah, still undefeated. Uh, yeah, <laughs> still undefeated. Uh, a new one, but fucking Kyrie Sane and Charlotte Flair being Charlotte Flair. Um, that one probably not add to the list because I think that's too much recency bias. And then last one I have is the I, I want to think it was <laughs> Fighter Fest, the end of that show on TV with, or maybe maybe that oh. was. The oh, promo. It was fight for the fallen. Fight for the fallen. That's what it was. Yeah. The, the yeah. This the clusterfuck at the end. Oh, that was so awkward to fucking watch. Yeah, I watched that live, and they're like, "Well, apparently we're out of time." And then Kenny would make a talk for ten minutes, and we thought he was off air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was well, that was and weird like shit. where you could see him, like just remembering, like he was the first one to realize, like, "Oh yeah, the thing that I do, my catchphrase and yeah. the motion with it is a gun." And this whole show is for gun violence survivors. Fuck. Adjust. <laughs> what was the what was, what was this line again? Good oh, night. And... Uh, what was his line he said instead? I don't remember, but it should have just been uh, fucking uh, 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 Truman's catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Good afternoon. Good evening and good night. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Also, I want a show that just says "fuck adjust." 
that promo. <laughs> Fuck, adjust. Oh, adjust. Um, Tope, could you go ahead and rattle those off again? Because they, they didn't come through. Oh, uh, yes, so I had Undertaker and Goldberg, which I think I already had in there. Uh, Ronda Rousey and the end of WrestleMania in the main event when her shoulder wasn't down. And then the fight fight for the fallen end in sequence. Are you removing Kyrie and Charlotte? Yeah, just because that was not, not so much a botch, just bad, bad execution. Got you. Speaking of bad execution. Hey. Worst match of the year. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started with Mullet. Well, to- Toby just said it. Goldberg and The Undertaker. <laughs> which yep. I, know there, I know there is one other definitive answer here that everyone's saying. Match. I'm not saying booking. Match. That yes. match was bad. <laughs> So that is that is my real answer. I wrote the other one just in case someone forgot to say it. Because it needs, deserves to be highlighted, but it's neither here nor there. Yeah, all right. Uh, Topa. I will also not say it. I, I'm going to hold out to you guys to say it. And instead, I'll say the women's casino battle royale at All Out. Because that shit sucked. Yes. Yeah, it was a pain in the wa- a pain in the ass to watch live as well. They need to just fix the five-person thing. Maybe give everyone their own entrance. It just doesn't work right now. With as many people as they brought in uh, that weren't signed with the company, not having entrances, being that far away, you you had no fucking clue who was in the goddamn match. Yeah. Wooden. I don't know what match everybody's talking about. I hope it's not the one I have. For for uh, reasons other than just blatant reasons, uh, I have Brock Lesnar versus Kane Velasquez. That was the third one I had on my list. Not the one I'm talking about, but I'm glad someone else said it. Yes. Yeah, just just because of oh. the, it was okay. Of course, Kane had the injury, so that's going to hamper things. But also the fact that you see Kane Velasquez when he's doing the wrestling in AAA and such, and you see him like have all these great moves. Yet they bring him in, and it, it wasn't it, like it was a match, but it was more along the lines of like uh, MMA fight, which is which is what they wanted to show. But you could you could have done so much other things with that match. And granted, like I said, it was probably hampered because of the injury that Cain Velasquez has. But it just would have been great just to see them try to do that fight at first and then if it was to take a turn and Kane was able to bust out all the moves he was doing in triple A and really make it an interesting match. But no, it was just three minutes, Kamura, done. So Yeah. Boy, if your name's Kane in Saudi Arabia, you can't have a good fucking match, can you? All right, Augie. Just uh, do it. I don't know what match everybody's talking about, but I'm ho- I hope it's mine. Uh, and if it is, I need some clarification on this shit because I didn't see it. Uh, just read up on it. Uh, are we talking about Hell in, Hell in a Cell? Ding, 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 there ding, ding, ding. 
Yay! So from what I and I'm I'm gonna need some clarification, but from what I heard, it was a fucking hell in a cell match, which is supposed to be everything goes. And I heard there was a comically large mallet that was okay to use, not a problem. But when Rollins decided he wanted to bring out a regular old sledgehammer, disqualified, dis- disqualified, disqualified. Apparently, I can't say the fucking word. But what? <laughs> yeah. So y- you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty dead on. That's it. It's very bad. Well, so so you gotta uh, just quick thing to this. So the way the fiend was built up, and the way this match has progressed, Seth Rollins curb stomped him eight to ten times, and the fiend's kicking out at one. The whole arena's red. It's hard to see because the cell's also red, and so he starts beating him up with a ladder, starts beating him up with a toolbox. Um, and like he's still kicking out. The fans are booing because they think that this character has been built up in two months is already going to get fucking beaten or not win the title. The ref is like begging Seth, not Seth, this isn't you. And then he finally hits him with a sledgehammer on top of the toolbox, on top of the ladder. And yeah, the ref just calls for the bell. So there's a DQ in Hell in a Cell. And Which, it's just bonkers. Has that ever happened before? No, because it's not, it's no fucking rules. Yeah. Okay. On the watch along, X Pac was like, I'm sorry, you guys aren't going to invite me back, but how the frick can you have a DQ in a hell in a cell? So, again, the match itself was whatever, but it, but it was the booking of that that was bad. Not necessarily the in ring action. It's still going to win. <laughs> Because yeah. it was that it was that bad. I mean, it was that bad of a decision and that bad of a booking. Where I was like, yeah, they fucked him up. They fucked Bray Wyatt up in two months already. I forgot what the other chant. There were two funny chants at the end to end that show. I forgot what the other one was, but I know one of them was AEW. They were chanting AEW at the end of a WWE pay per view. And then when it looked like they were they were putting like a neck brace and about to gurney out the fiend. Um, and then he like he like woke up and started beating stuff up on the floor. The crowd was chanting, "Restart the match! Restart the match!" <laughs> Not good. Which is like the most reasonable a wrestling crowd has maybe ever been. <laughs> yeah, true. That's just a, 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 a absolutely reasonable request. You know what? Given the circumstances in my roughly duties, you're right. Started up. Okay. Uh, fucking best match. Let's just fucking do this. All right. Yep. Yep. Look. The answer is Cole Gargano. Two out of three at NXT New York. That's just. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Next. It's just, it, it's, just, it's just what it's just what it is. I'm sorry. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of other very good matches here because it's been a hell of a year. Uh, so. Uh, you know, Augie, you just told us your, your worst match. Tell us your best match, because I fucking I like this. This is yeah. good. Uh, he won me over in one match. So give me Bandito versus Will Ospreay, WrestleCon 2019. That's a great match. Great, great, great pick. Uh, Spencer has them roads, boys. Getting at it. Uh, mm-hmm. Dusty, Cody. Um, Chope, who who you got? Um, I'll just say one. I only have one left, so sorry, Mullet. Uh, Walter versus Pete Dunn. 
It's okay. I got the other one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to take another one away. But yeah, that yeah yeah just yeah. Win. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, mullet. Walter versus Tyler Bate. Fucker. I have more. Argue that's arguably one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen. Agreed. Yeah, right, mullet. You can go. Uh, just uh, an asterisk for each of those. Uh, that match aired in the U.S. at like three o'clock in the afternoon, and I couldn't finish all of it. And I went and like ran errands, and it was still going on. It was like fifty minutes, and it was like it was like twelve. Uh, I'll never forget Pete Dunne flying in the air. I don't know if it's more impressive that that the match was fifty minutes or that you've completed all your errands in fifty minutes. Errand, <laughs> uh, sorry. I, like, I had to okay. Uh, and Rich can test. I will never forget. They've never showed a replay as good as Pete Dunne flying in the air on that power bomb alive. Was the most majestic and horrific thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I had Colbert and Organa written down. The other two I had. Uh, we're both from New Japan. The New Japan matches of the year for me. Uh, Ishii and John Moxley lived up to every bit of hype that could possibly happen with those two at G1. And then the finals of the best of the Super Juniors, uh, Will Ospreay versus Shingo, who Shingo might have been like the best pound-for-pound in-ring wrestler of the entire year this year. That match was bananas. It was bonkers. Whatever word you want to give it to, that match was that. Uh, my answer is Tyler Bate and Walter. Fuck you, Wynn. <laughs> All right. Best use of a legend or celebrity. This is this is what you fucking come to Podswoggle for, is this shit right here. No other fucking podcast or entity is doing best use of a legend or celebrity. Um, I think Spencer just copy and pasted here because he said Dustin Rhodes versus Cody, uh, which is also uh, what... Tope had you had Dustin Rhodes. Yep. Um, I will go ahead and get mine in and say Jane Silent Bob on the debut of AEW Dynamite. <laughs> you son of a bitch! What? I didn't see that. <laughs> I need to see that. Yeah, they were on the first episode, sitting in front row because like Kevin Smith and Chris Jericho are friends. Nice. Yeah, and he had to promote uh, the new Jane Silent Bob movie. Um, Augie, you spoke up. Who do you got? Uh, yeah, for lack of more options, uh, the great Muda. Yeah, not nice. bad. Yeah, Widen. Uh, all of the legends and celebrities that won the twenty four seven title. And oh yeah, let's let's count them off: Ted DiBiase, uh, Rob Stone from Fox Sports, uh, fucking NASCAR driver Kyle Busch, uh, DJ Marshmallow, um. Yeah, just just all that. Great. And mullet. Uh, I had Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, however you thought about it, Colin Jost and Michael Che worked. You know what I mean? Like That, that was fine. my second guess. Or that was my fine. second nomination. Yeah. Uh, Batista yeah. Um, was another one. And I don't remember if I added this in, but I'm going to mention it again. I don't know if you can consider him a legend, but Disco Inferno was maybe like the best heel in wrestling for a few months this year, <laughs> and he deserves some sort of recognition. Scarlett Bruno deep throated that banana in preparation for her match against him. So that's all I'm saying. 
He was prepared way before that match. Any other night, she'd have been asleep at 9.30. She's still awake. (laughs) Uh, Great, you done? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along. Best hot tag. Uh, Again, another one of my favorite categories because it just breaks down into the minutia. Um, (sighs) Wooden. Who you got? Uh, I have Ivar from the Viking Raiders. Just comes in, just comes in, house on fire, just good stuff. Beautiful. Uh, Mullet, who you got? Uh, I have three. Man, rest in pieces are on this. Uh, I have two legitimate ones. Tyler Bate. Um, him and Mustache Mountain are fantastic. Uh, Nick Nick Jackson uh, for like every Young Bucks match we've missed over the past 10 years. And finally, Orange Cassidy. Nicholas, <laughs> yeah. Nicholas could win last year. Orange Cassidy could win this year. Goddamn right. Uh, Tope. I honestly don't even know who he's the hot tag, but fuck it. He's the hot ta- tag. Montez Ford, man. Just that's the fucking just the latter spot alone Ooh. is all I need. That's a good one. <laughs> yep. Uh, and Augie in a never-ending bout of creativity. Yep. Tony Storm and Alexa Bliss. That hot, best, t- hot, best hot tag. See what I did there? Oh. That joke was not worth me overlooking Orange Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I finally found Kenny Omega's uh, "Fight for the Fallen" promo. He said goodbye and good night, and instead of bang, he went boing. <laughs> so that's what it was. Twenty minutes for that. Boing, fuck. I mean, at least he didn't say bang. Sure. Worst gimmick. Uh, Spencer nominated Shorty G. Hey. So you know, there's that. Um, Toby, you also nominated Shorty G. What else did you nominate? I nominated the librarians. I called them Doolin Librarians. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) And, of course, the best in the world, Shane McMahon. All right. um, Also spicy, Augie. Give it to me. Yeah, I'm going to get some pushback on this. Uh, But this is what I was referring to earlier, Mullet, when I mentioned Bray Wyatt. I'm going to go with specifically Funhouse Bray Wyatt. I think The Fiend is awesome. The Fiend is great. I cannot stand Funhouse Bray Wyatt. Has anybody ever won, like, best and worst gimmick in the same year? (laughs) If anyone's ever had a chance. (laughs) With us and in legitimate polls. Not that we're not a legitimate poll, sorry. But, um... Yeah, you're on an island. I, I, it, it just is entertaining. But I don't bemoan you. I know some people hate it. So, I, I can't stand it. Yeah. All right. And mullet. I also had the librarians. Uh, uh, Mike Canellis, super cuck. <laughs> wait, wait, is that a move or is that wait? No, that was what? no, that was they brought, Super no, cock. that was like Maria Supercock. <laughs> oh, I'd kill to see her Steve Carino yell that. Um, <laughs> no, like 
Mike Kanellis and Marie Kanellis like brought back on TV, and she's like, "I'm pregnant, but it can't be yours because you're not a man." And like, it went on for weeks. She won the twenty four seven title, then he won it from her at like her ultrasound, and then like he just kept getting like like demasculated and beaten down, and it was just really fucking weird. Uh, so that the librarians, and then Rich, okay. I'd like to change. I'd like to change my nomination for best finisher name to Supercuck. Super <laughs> Um On the same on the same wavelength of Shorty G, Shorty G is much more of a gimmick than this is. Um, but I more so hate the name Shorty G. Let's not forget the Viking experience. <laughs> sure, mm. nothing's changed with them, but they were called the fucking Viking experience, like a goddamn Epcot ride, <laughs> <laughs> which is not so... there anymore. And also, good on them. If uh, the I did read a recap of Graves' shitty podcast, and uh, they like talked about that, and like they had the balls to be like, "No," and they're like, "Well, what else do you got?" And we're like, "Nothing right now," but I swear to God, I'll be back here next week with something. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> so at least they recognized it and they got it fixed quickly. Most people would still be there, like the New Day's nine hundred names that they talked about. So. Other side of the coin, best gimmick. Uh, let's go ahead. I didn't have anything. Widden, you didn't have anything. Um, Spencer uh, nominated, as did uh, a few others. Uh, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Yep. Um, or I guess specifically just The Fiend. Um, mullet, please. Sure. I'm, but I, I'm proud of the restraint you should not nominate. Sorry. Sorry. Augie, you first. Oh yeah, mine's quick. He's my spirit animal. Give me Orange Cassidy. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. It's a two-person race, really. It's the feed in Orange Cassidy. I'm proud of the restraint you showed, Rich, not nominating Kona Reeves again for worst gimmick. I'm just baking on that till the end of time. Uh, if I had any others besides the fiend in Orange Cassidy, MJF is. Yeah. I'm not even sure that's a fucking gimmick, though. Like, can you give a guy best gimmick for just being himself? Uh, same thing goes for the next one, Mance Warner. Like those are just those dudes. Those are I mean, those yeah, dudes turned up sure. to nine, not to eleven. They're just down one. Yeah, you're not wrong, uh, Tope. And please, if you could um, include the actual uh, descriptions as well, just like you did before. Oh yeah, I always do the because since Mal started the two word descriptions, but I put a uh, yeah. Luchasaurus, and my description was actual dinosaur. And <laughs> 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 and then for Daniel Bryan, I put vegan terrorist. So you know we got, we got, we got the balance. Oh, I'm so mad! I forgot that this year. Fuck yeah! Well, I did it for Mike Canella, super cuck, but. <laughs> <laughs> what? What the he's fuck is so Orange Cat? Super cocky, super cocky. Orange Cassidy's just lazy wrestler. I I, 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 I think Orange Cassidy's just a guy. I because he was one of my knob nominees too. And let me see what I wrote for him. Oh, <laughs> I, I wrote too cool for two words. All right. Uh, speaking of cool, you got to get out there. You got to look cool. These are your nominees for, or yeah, these are the nominees for uh, best ring gear slash best look. Um, so I'll go ahead and say that uh, Spencer uh, nominated Luchasaurus. 
Um, Witten, tell me a little bit more about your your nomination here. So my nomination is a little bit out of the box. Uh, my nominee is Jonathan Gresham, uh, wrestling in ROH. He's known as the Octopus. So starting, uh, I think like a couple months ago, when he comes out to the ring, he is full on wearing like an octopus octopus mask. Like, like you need to look this up because me describing it is not going to do it justice. It is absolutely badass. Um, right. I'm afraid to search for octopus mask. <laughs> Jonathan Gresham. All right. Speaking of uh, badass, uh, Tope, who'd you have? Uh, let's see who I had. I had. Da, 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 da. Uh, I had The Fiend and Io Shirai. Just Very for luck. both variants of her as a face and as a heel, actually. Just always has great gear and a great look. Uh, mullet. Wonderful look. Um... <laughs> Tessa Blanchard, her all gold gear for I forget which uh, pay per view main event it was against Sammy Callahan, but just solid, just looked felt big, looked great. Uh, and this fucking hurts me so fucking much. I know it's on your list, and you forced me to say it instead. Johnny Gargano at Takeover, specifically the Dark Phoenix one he wore for Phoenix and the Rumble. It's crazy how the that gear was better than the movie <laughs> like clothes <laughs> could be better than a movie <laughs> uh, true haven't but, seen it yet but i know you're right <laughs> oh neither have i but yeah. i mean just, yeah just uh shout out to main event gear on instagram uh they're the company that makes like a lot of uh wrestlers gear um and they'll do like a lot of really cool like uh, just sort of like slideshows or whatever that'll kind of like, oh, here's what the inspiration was, and here's how it came out, and this and that. Good shit. Um, thanks, pal. And Augie. Uh, yeah, uh, I did look it up. That is badass, uh, Witten. So John, John Gresham, not to be confused with John Grisham, author, uh, did have a fucking badass mask. So funny you nominated just based on mask Witten, because I did the same exact thing, and I'm sorry I keep bringing this guy up every single time, but for his mask alone for the G1 Supercard, the Great Muda. Man, he really... Man, Augie, go back and watch everything Great Muda, please. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, apparently! <laughs> no, Augie actually reminded me of one I want to fucking mention. Shit. Kishin Liger. Ooh, yes. yes. Damn, yes. yes. Oh, God, I just got chills. I need to go get another drink. <laughs> just based off of thinking about that. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Um, hey, Mullen, best song. Get us kicked off with the winner. He's getting a drink. Oh, he's getting a drink. <laughs> um, I'm here. Okay. Does anybody, I'd be shocked if anybody has anything besides these three. Nothing wrong with anybody else, but. I'll just tell you right three... now, there's a lot of nominations. Man, good on those other. Good on those. Gorillas of Destiny. The Fiend. Io Shirai's heel theme. I could listen to those three for the rest of my life and be totally happy. <laughs> they all fucking slap and they're all perfect for the characters. Yep. Uh, 
Tope had uh, two of those, uh, but you also had a few more. Yeah, and I had one that I missed, but I don't know if I'm going to nominate that. Um, yeah, those two, and just because it's still a fucking good song, uh, Nakamura, Shadows of the Seven Sun. Still a fucking great song, and Undisputed Era is Undisputed. And uh, a late edition is Bray White's full uh, Firefly Funhouse theme that they played at um, at a TLC. I fucking love that. That just kept on going. That was my Mr. Mason, man. I got to see it finally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Augie, you also had Shinsuke. Do you have anything more to add about that? No, just trying to keep the streak alive. Right on. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, what, three years now? Three years in a row, two. Every year, he won, he's won every year we've done track. This. Yeah. yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, he's won all three years. Yeah. Uh, Wooden, uh, Gorillas of Destiny is gonna win this. I am upset at myself for not thinking about that. Uh, but this one, I I've just been playing like nonstop like the past three weeks. Uh, Kenny Omega's Battle Cry, like his AEW yeah. theme. It's it's really really good. If you if you listen to it, it's really good stuff. Good shit. Um, I, and then, good. Good. I mean, hopefully, he's gonna say the one that I we forgot. No, uh, <laughs> and I kind of actually <laughs> saved him to make this qualify. Um, but Spencer nominated Old Town Road, uh, and then in parentheses <laughs> said, "This is unrelated to wrestling," but. Independent wrestler Davey Bang uses this song uh, as his entrance music. So, fuck you, Spencer. It counts. <laughs> we saw it at the show at the fucking yeah. uh, Progress? The show we went oh. to in Chicago. No. Yeah. No, the Logan uh, Square. Freelance. Yeah. Yes. And yes, yeah. in all fairness, we, me and Spencer were focused across the hall. The ring. Trying to get your I, best release. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the yep. one I forgot again, perfect for character and perfect just because also it's already it was existed and it is applied it to the person per- perfectly. Walter, oh, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. WWE put that full song, which is 11 minutes on YouTube with just white letters that said Walter, <laughs> it's got like half a million views because <laughs> it just works. Oh, well, more than words. Next category, best ring entrance. Uh, boy, you could say a lot with uh, your entrance into an arena. I'm running out of fucking steam. <laughs> We're almost there. A few more. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Tope, who'd you have? Uh, where are we? Oh, I had, I'll say one of them. Um, I had Io Shirai. All right. Uh, uh, mullet. Who'd you have? Also at EO, Fiend. Nothing beat that first SummerSlam Fiend entrance. It was like that's perfect. And uh, Charlotte coming out of a fucking helicopter at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's pretty fucking dope. Yeah, is dope. is Charlotte's WrestleMania entrance gonna be like a lock every year? Basically, I think so. She's getting the Triple H spot. Not that he doesn't get it still, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying so. his bullshit Mad Max shit. Uh, when you also had Charlotte at specifically at WrestleMania, that is correct. Anything else to add? No, move it along. Uh, and an oversight uh, by all of you. 
uh, also was an oversight uh, by uh, my girlfriend Charlie, who has uh, since joined us since we started recording. Uh, Adam Page coming in on his horse. Uh, Charlie loves horses, uh, and she asked if this would be a good time to go to the bathroom before the entrances started. I said, yes, this is a perfect time. There's nothing spectacular about these entrances that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then a horse comes into the fucking building. And I've, I haven't felt that bad in a long time. You, God damn it. You get for not watching being the elite. You would have known about him. Yeah. Also, she missed best debut of the year, Hunter Horse Helmsley. Also, best release of the year, Hunter Horse Helmsley for dying. Oh, <laughs> go, come on. Oh, God. Horse dying. I'm not being shitty. The horse is dead. I'm pretty sure the horse is dead. <laughs> oh, Tara Reed, rest in peace. <laughs> the pedigree. <laughs> All right, Augie, best debut. Hit me. Uh, oh, I thought I left that blank. Those are just my notes. I didn't mean to put anything in there. Um, I, I just, I just put nothing can beat Rusev's tank or Joey Ryan's penises, but apparently, oh, oh no, <laughs> you did leave best ring entrance blank. But we're done with that. We're moving on to best debut. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Oh, best debut. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have uh, this guy, uh, Philip Jack Brooks. I've never seen him before. I mean, he looks like he belongs on commentary, like he can talk. Uh, he was born to talk. He, I mean, he's possibly like a failed wrestler or fighter. I don't know, but this is probably the only work he can find. He's good at it. So, Philip Jack Brooks. Interesting. Oh, hey, wow. So I've charged, I plugged my computer in and my screen went black. So whatever Rocky just said about my favorite professional wrestler of all time, I totally missed. Oh, the gull of you to even say that. The gull of you, Augie. How dare you? What happened? What are we on? What are we doing? We're on on best debut, Mullet. Best debut. Oh, yeah. Fucking pricks. The Miz is dad at WrestleMania. Because uh, that's the first time it's physical. Uh, yeah, and John Moxley and Walter and the Fiend. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that's it for me. <laughs> yep. Uh, and that's it for Spencer. Moving on. Worst feud. Uh, Witten, kick us off. Uh, there are a couple of ones to choose from, but I just grabbed one. I just said Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury. Like, oh. no pur- no purpose. No resolution, no end to it. Like, I understand why it was done, but that doesn't mean that it should have still been done. That's a hey, just hey, just wait until Tyson Fury wrestles Brock Lesnar sometime in twenty twenty. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, that that could win. <laughs> uh, Augie, what's your nomination? No, I got the real winner. It's uh, Rusev and Lashley over Lana. It's still going on, apparently. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah that's good. That could win. Jesus. Um, <laughs> How long has this shit been going on now? Honestly, it it's only been like two months. It feels like nine. Oh, my God. It's only been two months. Uh, well, that was another one of your nominations, Molly. Who else you got? I have... Uh, Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins slash Kurt Angle slash Roman Reigns. <laughs> so yeah. everything I said earlier, <laughs> the man is also the man has been booked like shit. 
because that Seth feud just never ended, and the Kurt Angle thing was just pointless, and the Roman Reigns thing had mascot dogs and dog food, and it's still going on. So just Baron Corbin versus The Field is my actual nomination. Yeah, sounds good. I could win. Uh, Spencer <laughs> had uh, Matt Taven versus anyone. Uh, sounds good. <laughs> oh, can I can I add a dream match of the year? Matt Taven versus Baron Corbin in an empty arena match, not as a gimmick, just <laughs> just the reality. Empty yeah, arena, just... no camera match. Oh god. <laughs> uh, and Tope, what you got? Um, I had Lacey Evans versus uh, Becky Lynch, just because no. And I uh, had wrestling fans versus wrestling fans because I legitimately quit wrestling for two weeks because I couldn't stand wrestling fans for like a while because everyone wanted to argue when we have more wrestling than we've ever had ever. That's good. Nah, man, you got to pick a side. It's true, man. <laughs> I'm picking Orton. <laughs> I'm picking Corbin. <laughs> well, all right. Again, let's lift things back up. Best feud how about we start with augie uh probably my realest answer tonight it's uh wwe versus aew i feel like everybody wins uh i feel like even nxt is getting a prime time push now like on the wednesday nights because this happened uh yeah fucking it's great for everyone uh yeah that's maybe the most salient point you've made in a long time um, <laughs> yeah how did I didn't think of that? God damn it. <laughs> uh like if you Augie, if you like pitched that to like a publication, like that's like, oh, that's a good yeah, go write that story. Very thank you. <clears throat> um Spencer had Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros. Uh hard to argue with that. Um Tope, who you got? Um I had Kofi versus Brian slash Vince ish but mostly Kofi versus Brian and then NXT versus WWE leading into a Survivor Series. Yes. That was that was like such an entertaining angle and like month of like writing and programming that I was like completely fine to just kind of take a take a little break after Survivor Series. It was it was it was nice. And it was like, "Oh cool. Yeah, that felt good. I'm good for a while." That was like a satisfying way to just kind of stop watching for a sec. Um and then finally mullet. Uh Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole in their trio of matches and uh Minoru Suzuki versus Jushin Thunder Liger was riveting uh TV, especially the way that it ended and Suzuki yeah. actually Showing the the bit of respect that he did was a perfect capper to Liger's essentially Liger's career. He's got two more matches, but you know, yeah. Um, all right, uh, let's go ahead and pick the energy up, uh, Mullet. I think you know what I mean uh, for your first nominee. That is for uh, the "We're Done Here" award for the most outstayed welcome. <clears throat> Ain't nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Give ain't nobody give a fuck about no bullshit. R O H. Hit him with it again, Stugatz. <laughs> Hit him with it again. Ain't nobody in front of no bullshit. R O H. Look, Sinclair, Sinclair Broadcasting. More like 
unfair broadcasting. Sorry. (laughs) Nobody wanted one. They got two. (laughs) (laughs) See a punk Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson, Nigel McGuinness, Matt Taven. Uh, that table looks well, like a thumb. <laughs> and who else do you have? Like, I know, I know, I cut you off there. No, so I had right ROH, which is the winner. Jim Cornette, which is a strong number two, and Shane McMahon. Oh, I didn't see you have that there. Oh, I might have forgotten. Uh, I mean, the other no, two were you... so strong that <laughs> that yeah. So Shane McMahon is another one with like Widen highlighted it perfectly earlier. From before Mania, from like Fastlane until after SmackDown was already on Fox, we had like eight months of that shit. Um, yeah, you also had Corey Graves written down. Do you want me to keep that or no? Oh no, fuck that! I'm so done with him. Fucking fuck him. <laughs> no, I didn't say. It. You can keep him. Yeah, he's. I uh, yeah. Oh god, what a shit bird. Uh, wouldn't... right all along. Shit bird. What's it? What category are we on? Most outstayed welcome, the We're Done Here Award. Oh, did I put did I put something for that? You did. Um it's the same thing that Tope has left, so uh do, 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 do. give it to Tope. Tope. Oh, that Saudi blood money, my dude. Oh yeah, that's oh that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, they almost couldn't get out of Saudi Arabia. Like, that's sh- funny, because I nominated uh Airplane mechanical failures is is <laughs> I know. It, it won last year, so I took this as like, oh, we're already done with it, so I'm not even gonna bother with it. <laughs> so. That's the thing. So we're still we're not done with it. Like we still do have to reckon with it. Yes, in I know the the grand scheme of things. Yo, fuck 2020. The real the real election is ROH versus Saudi Arabia right now. <laughs> Who is gonna win <laughs> this? No matter who wins, we all lose. <laughs> yep. Uh, and speaking of losing, Augie, your nomination. Yeah, nominations for Lana. Uh, it's more of a kind of a social media vote, really, but her storylines aren't helping her out either. Uh, I unfollowed her. Also, Rusev, Rusev should just find a way to turn this kayfabe divorce into a shoot. I think hey. Rusev knows what he's doing, Augie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I, I think he's good. Did angle with my wife. I ain't got no more wife. I ain't got no wife no more. Um, <laughs> anyway, here's some things that we have hope with. And oh boy, geez, don't mess it up. Uh, the please don't mess this up award. So let's go ahead and get started with Tope. Let's just get this one out of the way. Uh, AEW man, it's been it's mm. been almost a decade or two decades since uh, there was a big company. Don't fuck this up, guys. This is a big chance. I, th- I hope they know that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Witten. Uh, hey, WWE, don't fuck up the women's tag titles. Too late. <laughs> they can, they, they can yeah. bring it back. Like, just don't fuck it up. Mullet? Um, heel Finn Balor? Sure. Ooh. That could be fun. Yeah. Uh, NXT on USA? But very fun. Worried. I still have the fiend on my list. I took it off after Hell in a Cell, and I put it back after he won the title. 
Um, because that that could still very well be fucked up. I had a fourth one, uh, and it's it, it hasn't been fucked up, but it's been done. And this was going to be my number one was the MJF turn. I still personally think they did it oh. too early. Um, and but I've liked everything that's come out afterwards. The promo battle's been super entertaining, but I felt like you could have waited like six months on that. Um, so can't say anymore because it already happened. Okay. Um. Cool. And then, and your nominee. Uh, Tope's is the right answer for AEW, but I'll be keeping a real close eye on Bandito because I ROH can really fuck that up. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, he's not all their. Uh, he's not all their champions. They're fucking it up. <laughs> all right. Ah. Uh, from bad to good to bad, this is the O oh Buddy Award for most misused wrestler or thing of the year. Uh, Spencer's nominee here was uh, Shorty G, uh, aka formerly known FKA, uh, Chad Gable. Mullet, who you got? Uh, I'll say EC3 again. Uh, this is probably more apropos than the Jobber one. Uh, Drew Gulak was doing really good work as Cruiserweight Champion, and now he's back to PowerPoint presentations and getting yep. his arms ripped off his body by Braun Strowman. Yes, uh, and then I'm going to stop you here and, yes. and go to Augie, and then you can chime in after Augie says his. Yeah, no, Augie's the one to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Sami Zayn. Um... Mm-hmm. It took me four hours to do this nomination thing. Probably three hours of it was on this one. Re- <laughs> Reading his Wikipedia page is like going through my resume. It's just like a ton of insignificant jobs. <laughs> he lost to Finn oh. on his. Re- <laughs> he lost to Finn on his return. He beat Strowman with help from Corbin McIntyre. Then he got back with Owens, and Owens leaves him. Then he loses the first round of King of the Ring to Cedric Alexander. Who? Who the fuck is that guy? Then, it- so after that match, he has a record of one in fifteen in his last sixteen matches. So WWE, WWE decides to make him a manager for guys who can't even speak fucking fluent English like Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and Mojo Rawley, but don't worry. <laughs> but don't worry. Because now, he won't be televised on two TV shows because apparently he's authorized to appear on both shows thanks to his fictitious managerial license. Fucking hell. Yeah, I have nothing else to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. should have saved that for last. Um, I nominated... Pentagon? Because, uh, like, the Lucha Bros are incredible and, and you know, at any given time, the best tag team in the world. But also, Pentagon could, like, be a top guy. Um, and they always have that in their back pocket to play. But, um, you know, I just don't want them to get lost in the tag division. That, that, that's all. That's all. That's all. Just Love don't that point. pigeonhole them. Because they've made him just shit. feel like they've made him just feel like a guy. Yeah. And that sucks. Um, and I like that they're starting to give the tag guys some singles matches as well. Like it is a great mm-hmm. fucking look for Nick Jackson. Um, but yeah, it's just like don't take for granted what you have there. Uh and Tope. Uh going back to my most overrated, Kenny Omega. I don't 
care about I want him to be great and win everything. I want him to be Triple H in 2004 because fuck it. <laughs> I want him to win everything. Give him all the titles. Yeah. I, and I think that kind of like just goes to, to speak to like how. Yeah, it, that is it. Like he's overrated because he's misused. Like yeah. he could. Yes. Yeah, they're not using him to his full potential. I mean, they're all they're all doing it. The Bucks are the same thing. Like, I, I yeah. get it. You don't want to seem like those guys, but you probably should have been the first AW Tag Team Champions. Like, just fucking yeah. do it. All right. Uh, hey, let's pick up the energy again. Best call of the year. Um, Tope, I'm gonna let you kick us off on this one. <laughs> Might be the best thing, legitimately, he's ever done in the wrestling business. Saxon's call. For Kobe Kingston to win the championship, it's yeah. emotional, it's honest, and Vince is probably on the entire thing in his hair, to be honest. So it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Same Just verbatim blast. quoting Vince. <laughs> uh, Spencer and Witten have the same one. Witten, go ahead. I actually put this in the Discord, had to look it up from NXT TakeOver Toronto. Mar Ronaldo and the home of the Toronto Raptors, it's nothing but nuts. <laughs> what? Gotta love it. <laughs> and mullet. I have two. Um he's had a pretty good year. Uh, but uh there that Moxley moment debuting in AEW was made by an old-school 1998 Jim Ross call. By God Almighty, that's John Moxley! Like, that was, that was perfect. Like, that's exactly what that moment needed, was that voice. Uh, my real nominee is, we didn't hear this live, because we were there live, but when Bandito did the top rope, two people in his arm, backflip moonsault, Colt Cabana, our good friend, yelled, That's not a move! <laughs> <laughs> There's no better call in the history of anything is to not calling that whatever the fuck it was. Because it's the most un- inhuman thing I've ever seen in my goddamn life. So that's not a move is beautiful. Excellent. All right. We are in the home stretch. Final four awards. Um, thanks for sticking with us. God fucking bless. Uh, the award uh, for the brightest future, a.k.a. the Gotta Wear Shades Award. Uh, I'm just going to go from bottom up. Uh, Spencer nominates Private Party. Hard to argue there. Uh, Augie, go ahead. Pete Dunn. Uh, it's crazy that he's still so young. Uh, Witten. Keith Lee. How about it? Um, yeah, especially after that Survivor Series weekend. Holy shit. Hard to argue there. Um, I have a, uh, a little trio of AEW boys, uh, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, and Jungle Boy. Uh, Jungle Boy, for real, like, could draw money uh, yeah. for a long time. Um, Tope. Uh, Rhea Ripley. She, I think she turned 13 two months ago, so she's got a chance. <laughs> I, can't, I just can't wait. Oh. Still, uh, still can't wait to see her 96 Tope. <laughs> Uh, and mullet uh, about to name someone that shockingly 
Uh, oh, also, that is what I meant to say. It, was this the thing you were talking about earlier when we were talking about that yes. Rumble episode? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was very funny. Um, mullet, uh, say someone's name for the first time tonight, which is a fucking travesty. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm going to reiterate Private Party and Rhea Ripley, like I said. Jacob mm-hmm. Fatu is the fucking beast. Yes. Gosh, that yes. guy. That guy could be like... Umaga and Roman Reigns like combined, which would be amazing. He's so fucking goddamn good. Uh, also, Augie's been saying it all goddamn night. Bandito as well. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say him, but I felt like it was still a year or two too early. Like he's he's how old is he? He I think he's younger than Rhea Ripley and Pete Dunne. He's like twenty two maybe. Lucha guys never have like their ages or like their real names disclosed for like the protection of their identity and like their gimmicks. Gotcha. So I don't know if it's officially uh, 90. He's 24. That was very easy to find. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Pete I have Dunn? a security number. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, never mind. I did Pete Dune instead. <laughs> Just, uh, he was born. No, Pete Dunn's older. Pete Dunn's 26 now, but still. There we go. Uh, Rhea Ripley has not been born yet. <laughs> No, she's 23. Oof. Uh, great. Uh, re- the award for the returning performer of the year, the their back award. Uh, this is for a wrestler who was gone, uh, just like a period of, of dormancy, and came back this year um, to really fulfill, uh, and just like, yeah, make a splash. Um, Mullet, let's start with you here. So, again, I accidentally put Bray Wyatt here, mm-hmm. um, which technically should have gone to Korean Rejuvenation. I put Tom McGee because it's Love just it. the, like, what, one of the <laughs> weirdest little nugget stories of all time that uh, this guy yeah. mattered nothing in the wrestling business, really, ever. And this one little match was just such a fucking story that for like a couple weeks this summer, like, everyone was talking about it. The documentary is great. He got gigs out of it. Good for him. Go, yeah. Tom McGee. Get that bag, Tom McGee. Tom McGee? Yeah. Don't worry okay. about it, Augie. It's it's way too long to explain it to you. Yeah. It's a horrible wrestling name. Uh, what hey. is real name? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Mm. Coming coming back and having a nice uh, a nice resurgence to his career. Yeah. Augie. Yeah, I went a little more literal on this. He beat cancer. He's back. Roman Reigns. Hey, that's that's fair. <laughs> yeah, hard to argue. Um, Spencer nominated uh, quote honestly Jericho again. Although, should that go under rejuvenation? Since he kind of like has been uh, around since he came yeah. back. I don't yeah, think he, he ever left to right. return. Yeah, yeah. I'll just put that under rejuvenation. Um, great. Uh, who's next? Uh, I nominated Ken Shamrock. Yeah, baby. Uh, for <laughs> coming back with a leathery ass six pack. <laughs> he, and, looks, he uh, looks like a John. He looks like a John Barenthal wax figure. <laughs> just for rich. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, and Tope. Um, I know this one means a lot to you because you're a big fan. It, uh, two of my biggest like wrestling 
personalities ever. Obviously, the real rock and roller, Finn Balor, returning. And uh, after, again, after his serious injury to see him back in the ring, finally, uh, uh, Kenta. Like, it's just amazing to see him back all all these years. Yeah. Four years? It's it's insane. Like, imagine those two in the same company together wrestling. Like, oh, I wish, but we never got. That's my dream match. Those two. But, (laughs) you know, he never came over. He never came over. Yeah, but you um, still got me. I thought you were going to say Edge. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, he never left, baby. <laughs> uh, here's a question, because uh, I might like to make a, a late addition. Do they have to return to the ring uh, to be eligible for this? No. Okay, because I'm going to nominate uh, Hiromu. Ooh, okay. Oh. I like that. Yeah, I like uh, that. and and what do we think about um, also maybe Shibata? Uh, Shibata, I don't know. Yeah, just wanted to throw I mean, it out that, there. That's, that's, yeah, I, I wish. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I'm glad. Well, yeah, that exactly. It's not, but it was, it made that moment so much more crazier. Yeah. Um. Cool. So we are now at our penultimate category. Um, the Unicorn Award for Most Entertaining Entity. Let's go ahead and get started with Mullet. No, we started with you last time, didn't we? Never mind. Augie, get us kicked off. I put here The Fiend. Um, although I would like to change my answer now to Orange Cassidy. Well... Way to go. Me too. Uh but you also had something else though. Uh, it's the best program in wrestling still after all these years. Up up down down. It's they it's great booking, mm. great talent, great everything. Put that into my veins. Who who gets like I guess the advertising money or keys? Is it just the three of them or who like how does that work? Or is that WWE, I guess? It's it's Woods. Woods runs that. I mean, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure because I know they like hired a bunch of people to like work on that show, but I don't know like what the minutia of it is. Gotcha. Good for him. Mm. Good for him. Uh, also good for him. Uh, Spencer nominating PCO, which Ooh. learning what I just learned tonight. All right. I I was gonna bring him up because going back to the uh, <laughs> a deep throat in the banana category, uh, <laughs> 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 like, like this this, <laughs> this moment doesn't fit it anywhere. So, but I want to mention it. Fucking PCO taking a power bomb from the ring to the floor at G One mm-hmm. Supercard is the gnarliest thing I've seen maybe ever. Mm-hmm. He did that for and you. Sits up. <laughs> and he sits up. Mm-hmm. I, I, and he's how old? He's fifty fucking one years old. Yep. Despite everything I said earlier, and like like the state of ROH, like he's undoubtedly one of the most over guys in that company, and he deserves it because of how he's rejuvenated himself over the past two years, and he's still very entertaining with everything they come up with that character. So I think it, it's good. Um. I don't think I wrote it down there, but I wrote Velveteen Dream. First time we've said his name tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Not that he yeah. had really an off year. He was banged up, I think, a lot this year. Um, 
but he's always brings it. So if we want to throw an extra name in there, I'll always, yeah. I'll always pitch him. I'm for it. And Widen rounded out with you. Uh, I'll just say this right now. Your nominee, and then I'll let you say him, uh, is two years younger than PCO. (laughs) 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 You put it like that, but no, but no, all the stuff that he's been doing has been entertaining this year. Chris Jericho has been putting in a lot of good stuff. Two different, two different characters, technically, too. When he's in New Japan, he's doing that pain maker thing, and yep. he's doing whatever new extension of himself in AEW. He's the champion. The champion. He's about to be on a boat in a few weeks again. Like he's crushing. <laughs> when, when are we finally going to do that? By the way. Oh, they'll be doing. He's going to be doing that for the next ten years. We've got time. <laughs> it's very true. Just wait until like WrestleMania is on a boat. I don't know. Me and and Tope were talking about our previous doctor visits. I don't know if we have that much time. (laughs) I'll always make time. (laughs) All right. Speaking of time, we got to make time and get out of here. Our last category, the best picture of the Swaggies. Who won the year? Who is the MVP in the wrestling world this year? Uh, Let's start it with Augie. Yeah, another real answer, I guess. Uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, AEW, it all is sold out pay per views. He signed top talent. They started their new TV show. I, again, I hope they don't fuck it up like Tope said earlier. But I think this has been his fucking year. A little bit of last year that rolled over into this year, but this year mainly. Completely overlooking the other vice presidents in the company, but Tope also included the elite. So there's that. Uh, Tope, who you got? Uh, I got a name I don't think basically we have said tonight, but fucking Adam Cole had an amazing, maybe too quiet, but everything he did mattered. He was on Raw, on SmackDown, he had on NXT, he came in into a match where he had no reason being there and absolutely killed it. He's had an amazing year. Uh, say what you want about these two, but they had a great year as well. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Like, yeah, it's been a great year. Those two kids and the chemistry they have. Mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That that pregnant-ass pause after that sentence was perfect. That was the worst goddamn... That, that I would have rather watched the fucking lighter in the car charge than watch them two ride the car together for 18 goddamn minutes. Um, I Cody, I do think Cody deserves to be kind of separate from the rest of the elite because this, this yeah. feels like really his thing, plus the promos and in ring work. Um, Jericho, like AEW, I don't think it's as big as it is if it, you don't have him as a legitimate goat as the figurehead. Um, Moxley was the talk of the wrestling world for almost the entire year and what he did, Ray Wyatt. We touched that earlier. Last year at this time, Bray Wyatt was not on television and had last been beaten by his dipshit brother. And now he is the number one seller of merchandise. He is the most unstoppable character since Brock Lesnar in The Undertaker. Uh, has two definitive characters and is going to get beaten by Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And that's okay. And that's, that's the right decision. But for this year, he fucking wins. And finally, Widen, this is the note I wanted to end it on. 
uh, I kind of looked at this from a different perspective as far as who had the greatest year for this. And I would put in an argument that it's all of us. It's the fans of wrestling who have had the greatest mm-hmm. year with all with new options, new shows, new inclusiveness that there's always been inclusiveness, but it's been coming more to the to the forefront of, of this. And you take a look at next year's WrestleMania and all of the shows and all of the options that everybody is going to be able to watch and take part in. It truly has become the point in time in which wrestling is now at the forefront more than it ever has been. Well, unarguably since the days of WCW in which there is a lot to enjoy. There is something for everybody. And for the first time in a long time that can comfortably be said. When thank you for nominating that time magazine person of the year cover where it was just a mirror because it's you. you. I am literally I'm on that Wikipedia right now trying to be like, what fucking year was that? You were Time Magazine person of the year in 2006? Yeah, so were you. And uh, with that, I will uh, relinquish the reins of the podcast back on over to you, Mullet. Thank you so much, Rich. And a, a bang-up job as always. So uh, now that the second part of the episode uh, has aired, uh, uh, hope you had a wonderful thanks, uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, hope you had a great Thanksgiving uh, a month ago. Hope you had a great Christmas and uh, spend uh, the last few days of 2019 and the first few of 2020 going to arcadeo.net, going to wherever you can find Potswoggle on social media and placing your votes the 2020 Swaggy Awards. We gave you a lot of nominees. We gave you a lot of fantastic options. Let your voices be heard. We'll announce the um, we'll announce the winners on our episode that will be airing on January 10th. So from when you're hearing this, you got two weeks to get those votes in. We'll be reminding you, um, like I said, on social media throughout there. Uh, we're going to do our 2020 predictions as well. So, uh, gentlemen, if you want to be thinking of your serious and crazy 2020 prediction while i kind of go through the plugs please begin to do so um and i'll remind you of what your what yours were uh before you give them as your final thoughts thank you so much for listening to this great two-part swaggy uh nomination show with us today here on potswoggle you can find us on our Kereo. i cannot fucking talk you can find us on arcadeaudio.net, like all the other podcasts in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content, not only from Podswoggle, but across all of our podcasts. Rate, uh, I already said that. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we have a new Podswoggle champion, maybe, I don't know. We're recording this a day before our last stream, which means that when you're hearing this, our next stream it's the 2020 Pod Swoggle Rumble. It'll be going on January 26th before the Royal Rumble. Time to be announced later, probably around 3 or 4 Eastern. It's an, an incredible, crazy event that uh, you're not going to want to miss. So be on the lookout for that. Podswoggle at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, Rich, this is airing before the survey is run up as well, correct? The survey is up on the 31st? That is correct. 
Uh, also, in the comments on the podcast, in like the notes, also you can find it uh, across our social media platform, as we mentioned earlier, not only for Podswoggle, but for Arcade Audio. We want to hear from you. Please go fill out the Arcade Audio survey. It's going to help us out on so many different levels uh, for the show itself. And if you enter that, you have a chance to win a $50 gift card just for filling out a survey. So fill out your Swaggy Award ballot and then fill out the survey. And you're going to have possibly $50 in your pocket for it. Uh, Anything else? Uh, Wednesdays at the IO Theater in Chicago. uh, Head on over uh, at 7.30. For Let Sleeping Dogs Lie. That's right. We're back. We've been back. Uh, we're putting up banger shows. Uh, you should definitely be there. And uh, episodes should also be releasing on the feed uh, s- super soon again. Um, but yeah. Yeah. With that, let's get to some predictions. Spencer's not here to give his. I'll reiterate his from last year. He said Stone Cold Steve Austin was going to be in AEW. And Vince McMahon was going to step down. So I'm guessing he's not here out of shame. Um <laughs> Uh, I'll go to Widden first. Widden, you were the only one that didn't technically get one of yours uh, for 2019. You guessed a non-main roster uh, member would win a world title on WWE. Felt like you had a chance for the NXT thing, but it didn't necessarily happen. And this one, as a press uh, date, I don't know if you actually have not gotten this yet. You said that uh, somebody on The Masked Singer would be a wrestler. That show's still going on, and we haven't found out who the winner is. So you could still get that one. I don't know. Uh, but what are your possibly. 2020 real and uh, funny predictions? Uh, let's see. My funny prediction is that uh, WrestleMania will pack uh, the stadium in Tampa Bay more than any Buccaneers game has ever packed that stadium. <laughs> um, and for my... And <laughs> I will go with see these these are the ones I don't always think about. Um for my real prediction, I will say that I will say that a women's wrestler will win either the Intercontinental title or the United States Championship. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty, I like it. Uh, uh, I will segue into mine, which I don't have as I say this. Uh, I predicted there would be intergender wrestling in WWE this year. We got Nia Jax in the Royal Rumble, and we got Becky Lynch taking an end of days. So I got that. I also predicted there was going to be like at least six divorces, quote unquote, which I don't think happened. At least legitimately, we are getting one fake one on TV. Um, my real prediction will be a member of the NXT roster will win the Royal Rumble. I'm just fucking all you up for Rumble Theory. I'm doing Rumble Theory in 2019 already. Great. Oh, buddy. Great. Oh. Great. Oh, it's been bad. I had a long car ride today. It was bad. Uh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought about was, man, Rumble's coming up. Ah, oh, and then I just daydreamed from there. Uh, my funny prediction is... Uh, Scarlet Bordeaux will swallow a sword on NXT TV. It's going to be her gimmick. For the smoke show, the sword swallower. <laughs> you, you literally you, you took mine. Literally. 
<laughs> but you're coming up later. Uh, actually, no, I was coming to you next. <laughs> Sorry. Give me a second. I, I need to okay. die. Instead, uh, Rich uh, did not get his real prediction. There was going to be a uh, wrestling cover for Sports Illustrated. But he got his funny prediction, right? He said there was going to be an eat and ass storyline. I'm just saying that's Rusev and Lashley. Uh, so oh, give it to yeah. You. Yeah, going to give it to you. Uh, what are your predictions? Um, my real prediction is that an actual baby will play a prominent role in a storyline. Okay. (laughs) 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 Worried me there for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's just kill Jim Cornette, huh? (laughs) Let's just kill him for good. And then my fake funny prediction is that there will be a storyline that there will be a I can't believe I sold out my actual real prediction, which was they were going to announce that WrestleMania will be two days. Um, okay. There will be an one of those animated WWE movies, uh, a la like the Scooby-Doo and the Flintstones one, that will have real-life storyline uh, uh, implications. So you're saying you're going to no yeah. holds barred an animated movie? Correct. I love it. Bring Tiny Lister in as animated Zeus. Yeah, they're gonna do, and they're they'll like full on like on live television do like a Roger Rabbit type of deal. They got plenty of money. Fuck it, figure it out. Yeah, fucking Matt Riddle uh, would love to wrestle a cartoon. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he thinks he does all the time. Uh, Tope, your prediction. Uh, you got your serious one, which was Daniel Bryan would get hurt at some point in the year. That's just why we gotta go on a limb there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, I got it three months in. That's pretty good. <laughs> and your uh, your uh, funny one was that Kenny Omega would get pinned by a woman. I don't follow DDT, so that could have actually happened. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, what are your predictions? Uh, serious one, unfortunately, is very serious. But either Dynamite or NXT will be canceled next year. So yeah. Our- our R.I.P. Uh, Wednesday Night Wars. And my wacky prediction is someone will eat a watermelon on live TV. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> no, someone will. Someone oh, wrote will. it down. <laughs> there we go. Happened. <laughs> I said live TV too. No fucking of this pre-tape shit. Nah. I'm gonna be so pissed if I see like they're in the United Kingdom like in April after Mania and there's spoilers like yeah and uh, Mojo Riley ate a watermelon for some reason I'm like God damn it! <laughs> All right, and then Augie, finally you you did not get CM Punk debuting in AEW but you got CM Punk coming back to WWE. What do you got, bitch? All right, um, real prediction: Bobby Lashley will be released some point next year. Uh, funny prediction, at some point in 2020, I will get a new USB headset and microphone. 
No, no, no. For real, though, I guess the funny prediction for 2020 would be this fucking commentator guy, Phil Philip Jack Brooks, will uh, will uh, maybe not the main belt, but he'll win a belt in 2020. PJB, PJB, PJB. <laughs> I can't wait to go back and listen to what I fucking missed. And by that, I mean I'm dreading it already. Yeah, no, he'll win, like, best promo on David Arquette. Backstage. Oh, we oh we recorded during backstage. Oh, darn. Man, I was so happy last time. <laughs> Rich for Widden, for Tope, for Augie. This is Mullet signing off for Podslog Wrestling Podcast Entertainment. We are slogging off. Fuck y'all. That shit was easy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he means. Kick out TJP and bring in PJB. Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.